This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good evening, everyone. Wonderful to see everyone here. And welcome to what I hope will be the first of a series of pre of Shirim to help us get into the zone and appreciate the nature, the essence of the Yom Tovim that we're about to experience throughout this month of Tishrei. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce tonight's topic of uh, Prepare to Meet Your Maker, somewhat of an ominous title, but let's really see what we can make of it. Our story starts back about two and a half thousand years ago, in the time of Ezra and Nehemiah. The Jewish people have returned from the Babylonian exile. They are few in number. The majority of them have actually remained in exile. A handful, relatively speaking, have decided to return under Ezra and Nehemiah. The return takes place in stages. And at a certain point, there's real, real national despair. The Jewish people are estranged from the Torah. They're alienated. Many of them are intermarried. And Ezra and Nehemiah, the leaders of the people, have a tremendous task ahead of them. And at this point, we actually encounter Rosh Hashanah. Here we see the second base Amikdash being rebuilt. You can see it's under construction. The Mizbeach, the altar, is already functioning. Even before the temple itself, you can see on the right-hand side, has actually been built. Because contrary to our popular understanding or opinion, you don't actually need to have a functioning temple in order to offer sacrifices. A Mizbeach, an altar alone will do. And the Psukim says as follows. This is against the background that all the people have gathered together as one man at the plaza before the water gate. And they asked Ezra the scholar, and here you can see in the picture, Ezra HaSaifa, with a scroll of the Torah, and Ezra the Kohen brings the Torah before the congregation, men and women, and all those who could listen with understanding, on the first day of the seventh month. Seventh month is Tishrei. Nisan, Iyar, Sivan, Thomas, Av, Elul. Tishrei. Seventh month. First day of the seventh month, and therefore Rosh Hashanah. One of the few references to Rosh Hashanah in Tanakh because it's actually a day whose nature is very much concealed. As the Pasuk tells us, we read it every Thursday morning, Tiku we blow in the month of the Shaifa, in the day, the festive day which is concealed, the only Yomtev we have where the moon is concealed. Torah doesn't really tell us what Rosh Hashanah is all about. It's a day where we have to reveal that which is concealed. 
So Ezra the Kohen is reading. He read from a plaza from before. He read it before the plaza that is before the water gate from the first light until midday, in front of the men and the women and those who understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive to the Torah scroll. Ezra the sofa stood on a wooden tower. That made for this purpose. There's people next to him. Matisya, Shema, Anya, Uriah, Chalkia, all those different people standing to standing to his side. Ezra opens the scroll before the eyes of all the people, because it's above all the people. And when he opens the scroll, everyone stands silent. Ezra blessed Hashem, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen, with their hands upraised. They bowed and prostrated themselves before Hashem, faces to the ground. And then they start to read the scroll, Hashem's Torah, clearly, with application of wisdom. And they help the people understand the reading. Then Nehemiah, who is Atir Shasa, as well as Ezra the Kayan, the scholar, and the Levites, who are helping the people to understand, they say to the people, remember it's Rosh Hashanah, don't mourn, don't cry, because the people were crying, they were crying when they heard the words of Torah, because they'd been so distant from it, they'd been so estranged, now they're coming back, to observance, to their roots, they say to them, Lechu, famous words, He says to the people, Go and eat rich foods, drink sweet beverages, send portions to those who have nothing prepared for today is sacred to the Lord Hashem. Don't be sad because the enjoyment of Hashem is your strength. The people were sad on Rosh Hashanah. And he tells them, be happy. Rejoice. The element that I'd like to focus on. Send food to those that don't have, that haven't prepared. Well, that reminds us Shilchumanus Mishlach Manus, does it not? Send a fancy Mishlach Manus of meat and wine. Why not? Why on earth are they doing this on Rosh Hashanah? So you could say very simply, it was a holy day, it was a happy day. People were somewhat ignorant. They didn't know they needed to celebrate. They hadn't made food for Yontav. And therefore, if you've got food, share it. Sharing is caring. Simple explanation, very possibly true. But I think there's something deeper here too, which uh, which really cuts to the essence of what Rosh Hashanah is and allows us to prepare to meet our maker. That is this. Rosh Hashanah is the day when we commemorate the creation of the world. The creation of of a finite universe by an infinite being. An infinite being who lacks nothing. And therefore the creation of the universe was, by definition, 
a purely altruistic act. God doesn't gain on the deal of creation. He can't. He's infinite. You can't add to that which is infinite. It doesn't work. And therefore, Chazal explained, this was an act of pure giving. Michaik hatoiv lehetiv means that which is good, does good. It's part of being good, is doing good. Or as the Pasuk tells us in Tehillim, as it says in Psalms, Oilam chesed yibane, a world built on loving kindness. That's chesed. It's altruistic. Hashem doesn't gain. The act of creation itself that we commemorate on Rosh Hashanah is the ultimate act of chesed. The ultimate act of giving. Giving where you can't gain on the deal. You can't, there's nothing, nothing that we can give to Hashem. So it's purely altruistic. How does this reflect then in the themes and the moods of the day? So if we're talking about the main characters that we discuss on Rosh Hashanah, then it's without a doubt, it's the day of Avram Avinu. He features in the laning on both days. But more than that, if Rosh Hashanah is a day of creation, a day when we have awareness of our creator, the individual who single-handedly brought mankind to awareness of a creator, who started the revolution, is without a doubt Avraham. Avraham is the one who goes teaching and preaching that the world has a creator, that life is meaningful and purposeful. He's the one that rebels against the idolatrous practices that were so pervasive in the world at the time. We reflect this in our davening, just by the way, in Musa, when we, when we sing Vayisayu, we dream about the time in the future when the nations of the world will actually discard their idols, when we'll see the fulfillment of the dream of Avraham Avinu, when we'll see the climax of the revolution that he started, of bringing monotheism to the world. He's a man whose tent is open on all four sides. In fact, the, create, the connection between Avraham and creation itself, because Rosh Hashanah is a day of commemorating creation, is a famous madrash. The Pasuk says, Eile shamayim These are, the Pasuk says, these are the days of the, these are the generations of heavens and earth, when he created them. Behibaram says the Medrash is an anagram of Avraham. Shebizchus Avraham Nivra Ha'olam. The world was created in the merit of Abraham. A remarkable statement to say that the world was created in the memory of someone that would only be born 1,948 years later. But evidently, what Avraham brings to the world made it worthwhile to create a universe. Therefore, Avraham and Rosh Hashanah inextricably linked. Their emunah, their God consciousness, their awareness of the Almighty. Or as the Medrash says in the Psikta, 
Bischus Avram Avichem Shahaya Roishlem Aminim. He was the head of the faithful. I think it's amazing that still today, in our complex geopolitical reality, Abraham's name is is front and center. The Abraham Accords. It's incredible. In 2023, Avraham Avinu's name. It's 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 it's, it's just it's just, it's, a, it's actually astonishing. His legacy of monotheism was worth creating a world for an individual like that, an individual who is the embodiment of Chesed. Avraham's tent is open on all four sides. And suddenly you start to see a parallel. Olam chesed yibane. The world was created for altruistic purposes. Hashem doesn't gain on the deal. And the one for whom it was worthy of create, worth creating a whole world was Avraham, whose character trait is chesed, is love and kindness. And here's where it starts to get interesting. So Mishnah and Pirkei Avos, who haya oimer, aseret soina kirt soinecha, kadei shia seret soincha kirt soina, batel ret soincha mipneret soina, kadei shia batel ret soincha mipneret soinecha. He used to say, "Do his will as if it's your will, so that he will do your will as if it was his." Mishnah and Pirkei Avos is telling us. To create an alignment of wills with Hashem. Meaning. The way to meet our creator. Is to make what he wants and what we want. An alignment of will. An alignment of desire. When we talk about preparing to meet our creator. Our role model. Is none other than Avraham Avinu. He's the role model of Rosh Hashanah. He's the one who teaches us how to meet our creator. I've said it many, many, many times before. Beautiful idea. Avraham Avinu is uh, standing. Go back to the tent for a second. At the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day, the Chamsin. And he lifts up his eyes and he sees three people, itinerant travelers, travelers who worship the dust of their feet. They worship pure materialism. They're the opposite of everything he is. And he puts Hashem on call waiting. He keeps God hanging. And he goes out to take care of three people that are the polar opposite of his values. There's a lot to learn from there. The first thing that's most apparent, and I know I've said it before, but it's so important to internalize it, is greater than speaking to God as being like God. Emulating Hashem. The way to meet your creator, the way to be a godly person the way to access the fact that we're created on Rosh Hashanah in the image of Hashem is through our character traits through our chesed and this is what we say, we just learned it last week two weeks ago Kim Hashem Kadesh Kasha Nishmalach 
Hashem will establish you as his holy people as he swore to you. If you observe the commandments of Hashem, your God, and walk in his ways. We have a mitzvah. One of the 613 mitzvahs is to walk in God's ways. What does that mean? Look at the Rambam. This is the eighth mitzvah in the Torah. One of the Rambam's categorization. The eighth mitzvah is that we're commanded to emulate Hashem. Blessed be he to the best of our abilities. The source of this is the commandment we just learned about. And you shall walk in this path. It also says, and you shall walk in his ways. This is explained by the Medrash. Just as God is merciful, so you too be merciful. Just as God is kind, so you too be kind. Just as God is righteous, so you too be righteous. Just as God is pious, be pious. This was also emulated in the Pasuk, Walk after Hashem your God. This is emulating the good deeds and fine attributes which are used allegorically to describe Hashem, who is immeasurably exalted over everything. And suddenly we start to understand, perhaps, the essence of what Rosh Hashanah is all about. It wasn't random. In the time of Ezra and Nehemiah, when the Jewish people were being told, celebrate today. What will they say? Engage in acts of chesed. Share with others. Don't keep it for yourself. Hashem didn't keep existence to himself. He created a world. A world created with and upon chesed. Altruistic giving. So then, of course, on Rosh Hashanah, on the day when we crown Hashem as king, what are we meant to do? It's obvious. Engage in acts of chesed, because greater than speaking to Hashem is being like Hashem. Vahalachta bidrachav. Holiness. For a disciple of, for a child of Avraham and Sarah, is not being a part from this world, it's being a part of this world. It's seeing what needs to be done and doing it. Or in other words, and there's a medrash, beautiful medrash, in Parashas Tazria, it talks about a famous debate between a Roman, Ternus Rufus, and Rabbi Akiva, about whose who's handiwork is greater, God's work or man's work. Of course, we know the Romans had an ideological problem with Bruce Miller with circumcision, making fun of the Jew. God created you a certain way. What, you think you need to perfect it? Perfect, you think you're better than God? You know better than Hashem. He created you with a foreskin. Why are you removing it? But this is the idea. And of course, Bruce Miller is Avram Avinu, which is the laning of Rosh Hashanah. Hashem created an imperfect world, not a perfect world, in order for us to partner with him to achieve perfection. Hashem creates the war materials. You go to a field and there's wheat grown, but you can't eat the wheat. There are many, many processes we have to go through in order to arrive at a loaf of bread. The world's all about raw materials. That's how we earn our keep in this world. That's how we... uh, achieve attachment and closeness to Hashem by emulating his midas. 
by emulating his character traits, by being a godly person. And this starts to shed light on what the judgment of Rosh Hashanah is. People often think that the din on Rosh Hashanah, the judgment on this day of judgment, which it very much is, is if you've been have you been a good boy or girl in the last year? Ho, ho, ho. You know, it's like sitting on someone's knee in a grotto. You know, if you've been a good boy or girl, then we'll give you a, a nice big present for the coming year. All the things that we want to daven for. All the things we need, whether it's parinosa, whether it's health, whether it's family, children, whatever it might be. If we've been good last year, then we'll get rewarded. And if not, get punished. It's not like that at all. The judgment that we're talking about on Rosh Hashanah is getting back to that first point of creation again. We refer to it as Zikaron Leyoim Risha. We're remembering the first day. We're getting back to that start point of creation of Olam Chesed Yibon. And the question is not a question of judgment on the past. It's a judgment on the future. What do we bring to the table? The world's being created anew. It's like the new budget is being laid out. Who's going to get the funding? Who's going to get the investment? It's not about who we were in the last year. It's about who we're going to be in the coming year. In fact, again, the leaning on Rosh Hashanah with, uh, with Yishma'a. The verse says, but Asher Husham, Hashem judges him as he is. Hashem judges Yishma as he is in front of him right now. Rosh Hashanah is a snapshot. On the basis of how we present on Rosh Hashanah, that's the judgment. Judgment isn't one of what happened in the past. Of course, no question about it. No question about it. But after 120 years, we have to give an accounting of everything that we've done. And that's why Teshuvah is so important. But it's about how are we on Rosh Hashanah? What's our vision for the world? What do we want the world to look like? And that's what the mission said before. It's an alignment of values. It's an alignment of desires. Is my vision for the world the same as Hashem's vision for the world? And if, uh, excuse me, if our, our visions align, then of course Hashem will invest with, in people on the day of judgment whose vision aligns with his vision. That's Abraham Avinu, the Chesed, Ayinam Chesed Yibana, the alignment of vision, of values. And perhaps that's why you look through the Rosh Hashanah Davani. And it's not about us at all. Yom Kippur is a lot more about us. Rosh Hashanah, it's not about us. We're not davening for us. We're davening for Hashem. In fact, the Haftarah on Rosh Hashanah, on the first day is Tfilas Chana. Chana, a righteous lady who is unable to have children, goes to the Mishkan in Shiloh, and she's the one that teaches us how to daven. So many of the laws of davening derived from Chana. What's fascinating, I mentioned this again in, a, in another show a while ago. 
It doesn't say Vatispalel Chana El Hashem and Chana Daven to Hashem. Vatispalel Chana Al Hashem. She was davening for Hashem. She's davening for Hashem so much that actually when she gets her child Shmuel, she dedicates him to Hashem. He goes straight back to the Mishkan at the age of two to serve Hashem in a focused way. Rosh Hashanah is a day where we meet our Creator. How do we meet? It's a meeting of minds. It's an alignment of vision. We daven and we're yearning. What are we davening for? We're davening for Mashiach. What does that mean? We're davening for the time where all of humanity will have an awareness that there's one infinite creator who created the world, something from nothing, who only wants to give to us, or wants us to earn that goodness. But there's one infinite creator who's revealed his will to mankind. This basic fundamental truth that are so central to Jewish thought, that Rashi says that's the simple meaning of the Shema. Shema Yisrael, listen Jewish people, Hashem Elekeinu, Hashem who right now is our God, Hashem Echad, and the future will be recognized by all of humanity as the one true God. This isn't about going out there and converting all the nations of the world to Judaism, not at all. In fact, it's amazing. We start counting our years not from the foundation of our religion, Unlike other monotheistic religions, we don't start counting from the founder of our religion. We start from the birth of humanity. Rosh Hashanah is the day when Adam Harishan, when Adam was created. Because ultimately it's all about humanity. And the role that the Jewish people have to play in that. So Rosh Hashanah is the day when we crown Hashem as king. And the way that we crown him as king is by aligning our vision with his vision. That's how we meet our creator. When you have the same values, you're close. When values diverge, there's a break in a relationship. And the one that teaches us all of this is Avraham Avinu. And that's why we learn about him. We read about him. Because ultimately, we're the children. We're the descendants of Abraham one that he dreamed for, the one that he yearned for. The nation through whom the world will be impacted. Through whom Hashem's name will be made great in the world. And therefore look at the davening. All of the davening is reflecting these ideas. So it's not about us. It's about Hashem. Or more accurately, it's about how we fit into this vision of what the world could possibly be if all of humanity had this awareness. It's a commitment to live a life of Kiddush Hashem. Kiddush Hashem means to bring honor to Hashem through our actions. That's the judgment of Rosh Hashanah. What kind of a life do we want to live in the coming year? And there's a snapshot. Whatever our deep, deep, deep desires are in Rosh Hashanah, that's how the judgment works. Now it's true. There's a lot to do. We're human beings. We're frail. We make mistakes. Okay. So we'll clean up. Clean up the mess over the coming week. We'll get to Yom Kippur, which is the day of Yitzchak Abinu. It's the day of inner strength and resilience, rather than the day of an expansive vision for humanity. Rosh Hashanah. 
It's about us being part of the whole. That's why we commit to chesed. That's how we make Hashem's name great. Avraham realized the vehicle, the way to teach the world emunah, the way to teach the world these basic, basic truths of the existence of one infinite creator was through chesed, through emulating his creator. And therefore Avraham, who is the one who teaches us emunah, Faith, faithfulness, is the one whose who's middah, whose character trait is referred to by the Navi. It's chesed la'avraham. Tetenemes liyakov, chesed la'avraham. Avraham is chesed. Chesed is an expansion beyond self. Where something greater than me is actually more important. Where the pleasure of giving is far more than the pleasure of taking. Where we start to meet our creator by being like him. That's the depth, perhaps. Where Ezra and Nehemiah are telling the Jewish people, go, enjoy your yomtev, but share your food. Share yourselves. Give everyone else the experience too, and you'll realize that the pleasure of giving is so much more than the pleasure of taking. And in doing so, we become godly people. We raise, we, we raise the bar of God consciousness in the world. That's what Rosh Hashanah is all about. So if we're talking about meeting our Creator, Please, God, Hashem should bless all of us with many, 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 many years ahead. Good health. So don't meet him too soon. But certainly on a conceptual level, the meeting of minds, the alignment of values, of Asir Tzoyne, is something that we learn from Avraham Avinu, something we strive to emulate on a Rosh Hashanah, which is really the essence, the seed for the coming year. It's something we take incredibly, incredibly seriously. And as much as it's a serious day, it's a yomtev, it's a happy day, it's an enjoyable day. It's a pleasurable day. It's a day to celebrate who we are and what we stand for. It's a dream to dream big, to dream of the redemption of all of humanity, the fulfillment of Avraham Avinu's dreams. That's what we're celebrating. Our playing small, that's not what we're here for. We're here to be great. We're here to strive to achieve phenomenal things. Each and every one of us can in our own way. The key to it all is chesed, is reaching beyond ourselves. And in doing so, we follow in Avraham's footsteps. We emulate Hashem as well. Wishing you a over. Wonderful answer. If anyone has any questions, really feel free to uh, try and unmute you. And we'll. Happy to take questions. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.